Dr. Christos Patelis, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're at the CBAM WPP Distinguished Lecture and Panel, China and the Rise of the BRIC Economies. You started by saying that it had a 15-year collaboration with WPP and that CBAM usually showed vision in the selection of its topics. Just explain why you think that. Well, yes, uh, we are very proud to be celebrating uh, 15 years of continuing and successful collaboration with WPP. We are marking this on this occasion with this uh, event that we are co-organizing, which uh, is uh, dealing with the issue of China and the rise of BRICS, and is using this as an opportunity to also launch WPP's uh, Brand Z Top 50 Most Valuable uh, Chinese Brands. As I did mention, uh, we are very proud of the ability of our board members, our global advisory board, to select topics well in advance, which turn out to be very topical near the time of uh, symposia. Uh, we organize a couple of symposia per year, and the topics for this symposia are selected by our board members. And what I found to my fascination is that uh, business people, being much nearer the market and uh, much nearer reality, they have a sense of what's going to happen, a sense that unfortunately us academics are more, it's more difficult to develop. So in the past, for example, our board members have chosen topics like aging and pensions, like the financial crisis, like uh, the emergence of Russia, of China, of India, uh, many years before... Uh, these things, these topics became very big and sometimes they became very big exactly at the time that the symposia have taken place. Now in the beginning you might say that was a, that could have been a bit of a coincidence that has been happening on and on and on to such an extent that you become sort of, you start believing that having 15 very select top business people at the board who are thinking what is going to be the next big thing, they are likely to use their dispersed knowledge and come up with very top ideas. And, and indeed, it is a topical top idea because President Ho, President Obama, they've been meeting in the USA this week. If we dig down into the presentations we heard today from experts in, in China, experts in Russia, experts in Brazil. Uh, we've just heard from Dr. Gabriel Palmer. Have you, if you like, got a favourite in terms of the emerging economies and the rise of the BRICS? Is Russia a good bet, for instance, in its stocks? Is Brazil underestimated? Is China overestimated? Well, I mean, it's difficult to say because all of these economies have their advantages and they also face challenges. My bet would be with China. Uh, I have question marks about the ability of the other countries to sustain this uh, economic growth. China is the bet. Uh, having said this, China is also facing difficulties. It's also is facing some demographic difficulties. Uh, it's facing difficulties even, it's been rather slow in developing its own brands. Even with today's presentation, we saw that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's having some success in developing some top brands, but these are still mostly top brands within the Chinese market, less known 
to, the, to a Western audience. Of course, China is using the fantastic opportunity for her of the global financial, of the Western actually global financial crisis to acquire some brands and it's, it's, be, it's leveraging this capability to, to get to, to transfer knowledge back and develop capabilities which sooner or later will allow, will allow it to actually either own and or develop own brands which may be comparable and with Western ones, still not there yet. As also, as I mentioned in my talk, if I may say this, despite all the talk about the rise of China, it's still very interesting that China at the moment only has 6% of global foreign direct investment, and this compares with 50% of uh, the US peak and 50% of uh, the UK uh, peak back in 1947 and 1914, respectively. So in some ways it has a long way to go. But, but Professor Peter Williamson always says you look to China and it's, in, it's, it's internal, it's domestic markets and the growth of the middle classes. Again, they're very important in Brazil too. But, but if you just take the time scale, which if you like these brands said top 50 most valuable Chinese brands have developed, the speed with which China can get ideas and innovations to markets, it's impressive, isn't it? Well, it's quite impressive, and I have to say the single most impressive graph we saw today was the one by uh, Jonathan Garner, which actually demonstrated that, that um, the growth in China and the BRICS in the past 20 years in manufacturing was the fastest in human history. Do you agree with Jonathan Garner's analysis that in terms of manufacturing nations in the world, we're going through, if you like, a transition, which is the biggest transition we've seen for 200 years, that we will, in a decade's time, perhaps see China uh, above America, it's now above Japan, in, in terms of it, its GDP, in terms of its, its wealth. Are we going through, if you like, one of the most significant revolutions in the world? Well, I think Jonathan's analysis were, was very comprehensive and very convincing. Uh, and uh, also, it's almost um, sooner or later, it's almost uh, certain that uh, China will become the biggest economy in the world. Uh, we must not forget that there are challenges. And we must also not forget that, that these challenges have to do with also with uh, sustainability at uh, economic, uh, social and environmental levels. And it poses issues of governance, not just corporate, but also public and supranational governance, global governance. And sooner or later, the world has to take uh, notice of these things and try to realize that these are big issues which can only be solved at the with global collaboration. And, and Jonathan Garner indeed did point out that Brazil had begun to, to solve those social issues. Over 50% of its population is taken out of poverty, now so-called middle class. China hasn't begun that. India uh, hasn't. Um, do you think we're perhaps in for some surprises in, in, in terms of these brick and emerging economies that there could be, if you like, an upset? Well, what is interesting here is what may look sustainable at the national level and what may be good at the national level does not need to be good in the long term, in the medium and long term, at the international level. I think the big challenge we are going to be facing is challenge for scarcity of resources. And uh, here we have a paradigm shift. We also have competition between 
two developmental models, what we call the Washington Consensus and the Beijing Consensus. How will these things play out and what will eventually happen is still the jury's out and we are going to have to address very serious problems. I mean, to be very frank and very sort of uh, pragmatic about this, a few years down the line, water and other resources will become serious problems. And we also, we have to start thinking already now, how do we address the issue of sustainability? And in terms of those issues of raw material sustainability, Brazil's well-placed, isn't it? It has a lot of its own mineral and natural resources. Again, as I said, Brazil is doing extremely well. It has done very well in terms of innovative uh, business models in agriculture. Uh, as uh, Gabriel Palman had just explained, it's facing its own difficulties. It's still questionable whether its uh, growth so far is being sustainable. There are, various, uh, there are different views on this uh, matter. But then again, what can be good at the national level need not be good at the international level in the long term. And this is something we need to start thinking about. And and just finally, Christos, and and, um, congratulations on your conference today, the CBAM WPP Distinguished Lecture and Panel, China and the Rise of the BRICS. What will you take away from today? You you talked about CBAM's ability to to get people together, your advisory board choosing pertinent topics, and and then those topics, um, I believe your CBAM conferences predicted the crash of 2008, 2009, when no one else did. If you have to take a prediction away from today, what would it be? Well, I do think we need to explore further these issues. And as I mentioned in my talk, on the 8th of July, we are going to have the next big event on Beyond Bricks, where we are going to explore some of these issues further. And at the same time, we are also trying to see new sources of dynamism in the global economy and try to address broader issues. That was a relatively shorter event and we, we focused mainly at the corporate level and uh, at the level of the brands. And as I keep emphasizing, what is good at the corporate level need not be good necessarily at the national level and what is good at the national level need not necessarily be good at the global level. So addressing these agency issues, what we call in economics between corporate, public and supranational levels are very big issues that we need to explore further and we plan to do this in the next symposium. And sustainability, very much something CBAM takes to heart. This is our central topic from number one. It's been a central theme since the inception of CBAM. I have to admit that for at least a solid 12-year period it was considered to be a non-issue because the Western economies were facing an an unprecedented expansion. That expansion was based at the very successful generation of wealth in BRICS and the developing countries. Now that uh, the crisis has hit the the Western world, it is actually very important to start thinking about sustainability very seriously and I'm glad that now everybody is considering this issue, the founding issue of CBAM, as one of the most important ones in the global economy. Dr Christos Patelis, thank you so much for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today and for bringing us the CBAM WPP Distinguished Lecture and Panel China and the rise of the BRICS, may I congratulate you. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure speaking to you, Bonnie, today. Thank you.